This is the show that has hosted everyone from Sugar Ray Leonard to Keith One Time Thurman. This is Tough Talk Tonight, brought to you by Heavy Bag Boxing. community not a lot of uh big fights currently but uh definitely a lot of news and a lot of happenings um canelo signs for an insanely lucrative deal with dazn you know pacquiao's uh fight with bronner's pretty much set for january uh, a lot of stuff to talk about first of all though i want to talk about andre um one of which obviously he missed out on a big fight it's not all his fault Obviously, uh, Billy Joe Saunders tested positive. So, does this win really do anything for him, Rob? No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't at all because the guy that he was facing is an extreme unknown to even, even you know, us boxing enthusiasts. He's an unknown um, guy. He's an international fighter doesn't really fight in the U.S. Hasn't, I believe this was his first fight in the U.S., and it was on short notice. So I really don't think it did Andre any good at all. That fight really could have been scratched and canceled, um, and we would have had the same, he would have had the same type of result. Nobody's saying that he deserves a title fight at this point, even. Nobody's saying that he deserves a shot at Canelo or anybody because, let's face it, he was fighting an unknown opponent, and he and Andre himself is extremely, um, extremely inactive throughout his whole career. He's been extremely inactive, so I really don't think it did much for his uh, career at all. Besides, get him on a network like DAZN and get him exposed to maybe an international audience, but it, it didn't do much after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to agree, but in this case, I mean, it didn't really do any harm. It didn't do any good. It just kind of left his career stagnant, and it has been. And that's really sad because Andre is a uh, very talented fighter. Um, now, going forward, I mean, do you think he really looked all that great? I mean, did he did he still well, show ring rust? Well, there's going to be ring rust, especially when you have a layout of of a year or so. And that's the issue with Andre is, is that, one, he hasn't had any big fights in his career, um, period. He hasn't had any big fights at all in his career yet. And then, two, he's always extremely inactive. You can't have take years off in the prime um, age, in, in the prime ages, and expect to, to come out and, and be that great. 
So he is showing ring rust there, but he's he's getting the job done. He had four knockdowns on a guy. And when you come up with a guy on short notice like this, who I can tell you he honestly probably never seen before in his life. So it's going to be hard to figure the guy out and get a knockout with a guy you don't know um, what he's capable of doing. And you don't want to risk anything because you should have had the biggest fight of your career. You know, so you really don't want to risk too much for going for the actual knockout. So I think he, you know, took that rust and, and tried to, you know, get in some rounds and get in some good work, which is what he accomplished. But it's, it's not doing anything for his rep out there. Roots are there. Um, if you were a matchmaker and you can make Andre's next fight, who do you like? Who would you put him up against? Well, I, well, I still want to see BJ Saunders um, because because to me, I feel like it should be a grudge type of match, especially because of the the type of hit it took on Andre's career. I think he should be extremely pissed off, and he should talk all the trash he he deservingly should be able to talk to going into that fight. So I'd like to see that fight. I think it's a good test because they both have great boxing skills. But if that fight, you know, doesn't happen because B.J. Saunders has to get his shit together, um, I wouldn't mind seeing him against Charlo. Um, Honestly, I would like to see that uh, type of matchup with him against Charlo because I think that they both have a similar skill set, and I'd love to see Mm -hmm. Charlo be tested. I don't know, man. That seems like a big step awful quick considering, you know what I mean, the the long layoff and – I mean, you can't go from Walter Katanakadakawa <laughs> to Charlo, right? I mean, you it's a big jump. But he, but he was scheduled to fight BJ, or he was scheduled to fight Saunders, Billy Joe Saunders, and Billy Joe Saunders, to me, to me, reputation-wise, and from what I've seen in his skill set, to me is is above Charlo. So that, and, and that's my opinion, just because of the opposition and and the style that he fights with. I feel like uh, he Saunders is a little bit above, if not right, with Charlo. So I think that's right in his wheelhouse. Plus, I think Saunders in fighting a guy like Lemieux fought a better fight type of fighter than Charlo ever had. So I I think Andre it it it'd be a good test for both. It'd be a Great test for uh, Charlo, and it'd be a good test for Andre to see what he's capable of, really. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a name out of a hat that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, James Kirkland. Why not? Pay him a lot of money. Get him <laughs> in there. It'll, it'll bring big views because um, of Kirkland style, and it gets you ready for a guy like a Charlo. Um, and, and Kirkland's obviously been out of the ring for quite some time, so it's it's not as a dangerous fight as Kirkland used to be. Um, and, and you're getting those fans, you're getting that fan base uh, to to watch in, and it's a big name, so it means big big money. And you're not you know not putting yourself out there as as much risk. So, um, and as much as I love James Kirkland. He's not what he once was, and uh, I think for Andre, it would be a win, and it would be an exciting win. 
Uh, it would boost his confidence also going into a fight like a Charlo, but I definitely think he needs a, a step up first. I, I don't think he should be jumping into a uh, Charlo fight anytime soon. Javier, I think you just I mean, joined us. Yeah, how you doing, guys? What's up, Javi? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm actually I I can't see that. I think I think I'm, if we're talking about Demetrius Andrade, right? We're talking about Boo Boo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's actually quite ready for Charlo. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's 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 been calling him out for some time. He called out Triple G to also sometimes. Uh, and Drive's pretty solid. He he beat some solid guys on the amateurs. So, um, I think I think he it would be like a fifty fifty fight. I, honestly, it would be hard to pick who would who. Like who will win the fight? In my opinion, because they pretty much, they skill wise, they 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 matched up equally. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think yeah. that it's not that he doesn't have the skills. I think more it's just the ring rust and him being um, so inactive. So um, you can't fight a yeah. guy like he just fought and then move up um, to fight a Charlo, which has uh, been a world beater as of late. So. Yeah, and I just have to say this, just just knowing the history, Lucas desperately wants to see Kirkland win a fight like that. Lucas <laughs> loves James Kirkland. He wants to put Kirkland up against all the guys like Andre because he's hoping that he can pull off a victory. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas uh, desperately wished Kirkland would have knocked out Canelo. That would have been... The, his Michael Jordan moment right there, if, he, if that would have happened. <laughs> I would have shed a tear. No. Um, I, look, I love Kirkland, and I, I just love to see him come back to the sport. I don't care if it's against Andre. I don't even care if it's against a, a light heavyweight. I just like to see him back in the ring. I like I like that kind of a style. Um, you know, have at you. I'm, I'm right in front of you. You, you don't got to go where, nowhere to find me. Um you know, does he need to, to cover up more? And, you know, is he a flawed fighter? F- for sure. Um, but, man, is he fun to watch. <laughs> well, um, Lucas, I think, I think you can have a matchup kind of like that. I think we have uh, Angulo versus Chavez Jr. or something like that. So, those guys, you know, they don't uh, believe in defense. So, that, that's pretty much like I'm here. I'm going to throw punches, you know, and let's, let's, let's see who can get tired or something. <laughs> right. Um and going along with the DAZN line, um the Andre fight was on DAZN and uh guess who signed a crazy insane amount eleven fight deal? Canelo Alvarez. What does this mean for the sport guys? What does it mean for DAZN? What what overall impact do you expect this to have on boxing as a whole? Uh, I would say boxing evolution because, uh, you know, we moved from national TV on the weekends of Friday night and HBO after dark and all of that stuff to, like, uh, pay-per-views, and now we have streaming apps and all of this stuff. So, I mean, times are changing, and the the Zon company, whatever that is, uh, they're not playing. They got the two main players in the game. AJ, Canelo, they bring those big numbers. They invest in those big numbers. I mean, it looks like there's a big boy 
on the on the on the on the block. There's a new big boy on the block. Okay. Uh-huh. Rob? Lucas. Uh do you have an opinion yet on that, Lucas? I'm I'm just curious to see what I'm up against. Overall DAZN, um that that move they made a statement, okay? When they went and signed Canelo for what was it, three hundred and forty five million for eleven fights, I believe. It was that, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a statement. That's saying, you know, we're here to stay. Eleven fights is long term. Especially for a guy mm-hmm. that usually fights like twice, maybe three times a year. So right. especially as far as like NFL career, that's that's a long term deal. You know, that's that's big money, big long term deal. So they're making a statement. They're saying DAZN is here to stay. Um and, and here's the thing, guys, it's it's not just that they have Canelo for that long to fight Canelo. And that's where the real money is, guys, the the big fights. So to fight Canelo, mm-hmm. you're either gonna have to make a deal with DAZN or you're gonna have to be on DAZN exclusively. So regardless, mm-hmm. they're getting their money out of future people too. So they're gonna want yeah. Future fighters are going to want to sign with DAZN for the simple fact that that's where the top fighters are. Um, do I like the whole you have to pay a subscription and everything? No. I hate it. But it's nine ninety nine. They're giving away free trials. Um, but it's still money that they're squeezing out of the sport. Um, for me... I would like to see boxing return to the poor. It's a poor man's sport after all. I want to see it back on network TV, back on broadcast TV. I want to see it to where any kid, any adult, any man on earth can tune into a boxing. And and not a, a boxing event, but not even just a boxing event, but the best boxing events. I want to see maybe the Pacquiao return to Fox. I don't think it's going to happen because there's too much money involved in it already, but that's neither here nor there. The, the DAZN uh, definitely is is coming about. They're, they're picking up the pieces of HBO, and they're marching right along with it. Um, I only expect DAZN to get bigger from here, and whether we like it or not, they're basically going to pick up that HBO subscription all of these boxing fans that were paying HBO just for that money, all that money just for the boxing portion of HBO are going to cancel now. Move that money right over to DAZN. Okay. So, I guess we're going to start this early, but I'm about to go on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, the... There's an article in this, and you guys know I take forever to do an article because the amount of research that I want to put in it. So there's an article in this, and I love to put in the research and the work to do this. But as far as, you know, streaming services go, you have the streaming services out there uh, as far as apps and stuff like that go, like Spotify, you have Tidal, um, and, and it's worked for the most part for those outlets, um, Pandora, even uh, radio. It, it's worked in the music business is what I'm saying. Now, with that being said, 
DAZN, HBO did not leave the business because they were getting out made by a streaming service. DAZN just started. They still haven't produced any type of numbers. They haven't announced any type of crazy record-building numbers out there to make HBO quit. That was a decision already made. DAZN just simply benefited from that, and Oscar De La Hoya made, you know, Oscar De La Hoya made a punk move by allowing them to come in and take Canelo for an insane amount of money without even doing the numbers or anything to know what he's building here. We don't know how long DAZN is going to last. We don't even know if it's going to be able to keep up the market for those five years. Yes, Canelo in itself is a market, but how big? If you don't have the other fighters to go with it, how big? If you don't, if if that streaming services doesn't work, where are they at now? So, my issue in this and my rant of the whole thing is Oscar De La Hoya. You have a guy who had the cream of the crop in boxing, not just Canelo. He had all those other fighters signed to Golden Boy Promotions, and they were signed in in, in it was working for HBO. Al Heyman stepped in. Schaefer had the you had the issues with Schaefer, so you had him stealing away talent, and and he's never built it back up. So because of that, now he loses the market of HBO, and he makes a punk move, in my opinion, and goes and allows Canelo to sign for the biggest money with a streaming service that he has no clue what it's going to do for the sport. So. Yes, Oscar De La Hoya, you sold out the sport of boxing, period. That's my rant. That's what I got to say about it. I'm pissed off about the whole issue, about the whole thing, and I'm blaming Oscar De La Hoya because I feel like he doesn't have a backbone or the balls to step up there and build his stable enough to where he can either uh, build it on another network or build better fights. And he's the reason why this boxing shit is failing. I mean, that's an interesting look on things. Um, now, he never said, like, Golden Boy is going to be completely under DAZN, though, right? No, he wants to uh, streamline it with the other um, networks that he's in right now, like, for example, with ESPN. But he's not building quality fights. He doesn't have the capacity to do that. And that's the issue that I have with him is is that I feel like he's not working hard enough to find the talent, build the talent, and and get himself a, a, a roster back. I feel like he's not doing that. He's taking everything and putting it all on Canelo and riding with that. And that's I mean, my biggest issue with him. It's it's hard though when you had like literally eighty percent of your roster taken from you. No, it's not because no, it's not because either a get them back or find other talent. I mean, every time you see Oscar, he looks like I'm sorry, but we know he's had his issues. Every time you see Oscar, he looks like he's enjoying the life. He's living up the limelight and partying with with the celebrities and the stars out there. I don't see him out in the gyms no more. I don't see him out in, in the training circuit anymore. Do you guys see that at all? 
I mean, no, you see, you see no. him in his office uh, sitting there. You see him in his office sitting there trying to build deals for Canelo, and that's it. Uh, well, I hate to say well, it, but you're that that is his cash cow. I mean, uh, but how you can't build just on that, and that's my and that's you, why that's my rant because you right, can't just you build can't. on that. I think you can't, think, but you also I, have to make him happy, right? And at the same time, I think he ha- also got his backup with the new kid. Uh, I think Ryan Garcia, the name is. That's his little backup as well. I mean, this is the law. He's a businessman. When it comes to this uh, promotion stuff, you know, he's not that golden boy fighter that we that we met once. But the, the, he became this businessman, and hey, he, he, at, at this time, you know. They bash each other. They don't want to work with each other. Now I want to see these promoters, what they're going to do, because the new kid on the block, which is the design, right, not, not, they're the ones uh, that's trying to try to take over the game. So I want to see how these promoters that haven't been working with each other, how this re- they react to it, you know, because at the end of the day, I agree with Lucas. I would love for boxing to become something that is you can watch on national TV, uh, uh, what it used to be, you know, like, like just every weekend o- almost, watching with your kids, watching with the family, and, and you know what I'm saying. There was more exposure to the to the game than what what, than what it is now. And, and as I Absolutely. hate to admit it, we're gonna have to to back PBC for that. As the only pe- people you. who are trying. Thank you, thank you, and, and we'll talk about that of Al Heyman and PBC. But go ahead. Well, you're not, Lucas, but let's, and we'll talk about it later, but this fight they have coming up that's going to be appearing on Fox is a, is going to be a fan favorite. If, hell, if Berto versus um, Alexander got almost a million views on Fox, how much do you think this Pacquiao fight will get, especially considering he's fighting a relevant name in the game? That's gonna do. That's gonna do at least a million plus, you know. So yes, you gotta come in Al Heyman for that, and 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 maybe now finally Al Heyman can get his credit, and we can see ca- uh, good quality fights and big fights on national TV now, since HBO is going away and uh, Golden Boy De- uh, or, or Canelo will just say decided to do this crap with DAZN. Maybe hopefully now we can get those those big fights on national television. And let's not forget Showtime, okay? I still like the quality of work Showtime's been doing. They've been working not just solely with Al Heyman. They've been working with Mayweather as well, um, doing different promotional fights there. So we can't, we can't rule them out. But DAZN, I'm not a fan of that at all. I don't think that'll work. I don't know where that will be in five years. I don't think they'll be able to hold the market share because Oscar De La Hoya hasn't built up his stable. It's just Canelo. And I don't think you can hold up by getting million million viewers on once or twice a year for a Canelo fight only. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, and this is a way that DAZN could be good. A lot of bars and stuff don't have like pay-per-view fights because they have to pay an exorbitant amount of money 
um, sometimes even pay per whatever their capacity is. And that's how they kind of base on what the pay-per-view is going to be um, for bars and, and uh, restaurants and stuff at this situation. But there's not really a way for DAZN to charge more. So would that bar just be $10, right? But they, but the they have to away. also invest in they have they have to also invest in in or have the the technical capacity to be able to stream it and show it on a live uh, screen or anything like that. But they also have to want to, and I don't in bars and stuff like that bought into the whole pay per view, especially with UFC. UFC is the primary source that, that's being played in bars. Only the Mayweather fights and Canelo Triple G fights that I know of were shown in bars and, and different bars and grills and stuff like that. I honestly don't think they're invested in enough in that type to to subscribe to DAZN or even think about subscribing to DAZN to, to stream a fight on there. I don't think they're invested in that. I really don't. Okay. And, and I'm just saying that by... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I'm just saying that by experience because I frequently try to go that route when a big fight comes up because I like to enjoy the atmosphere of everybody around enjoying the fight and all the camaraderie and conversations that go with it, and it's not enough. In boxing, anyways, they do that crap all the time for UFC, but they don't do it enough for boxing uh, for me to even enjoy. Okay. Now, uh, let's flip the coin here and actually talk more about uh, PBC because they have made some moves themselves lately by signing uh, Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. Um, Now, he doesn't have a fight all the way yet. It's reportedly done, but I haven't seen anything that says it's it's solid and signed now. So let's just say it's about 90% done for January 19th versus Bronner. And for it to be finalized, and the reason it hasn't been finalized is because of Pacquiao's reportedly eight-figure debt to the IRS here in the U.S. Um, one, are we excited? for Pacquiao's return to the U.S.? What does this fight mean? Is, is he going to be fighting Mayweather, or is Bronner going to be fighting Mayweather? Should he win? What kind of chances Bronner has? Take it away with all of it. Somebody pick it up. So, I'm glad to see Pacquiao fight, especially in the U.S. Um, I understand his issues with the IRS and everything like that. But let's face it, Las Vegas is where the big fights happen. And that's where I want to see him fight to end his career. I mean, he has, he still has a career. He, he still has a career left in him. Uh, a fight of this caliber against a guy like Adrian Broner is a great fight for him, especially considering they share an opponent in Jesse Vargas. Uh, Broner had a draw with him, could have lost the fight, Pacquiao went ahead and took care of business and beat him decisively. So, yeah, I feel like that's a great matchup for Manny Pacquiao to return to the United States. I'm looking forward to it. What happens after that would have to be Mayweather. 
reason being is because I don't see Mayweather, I don't feel like seeing Mayweather fight anybody but a Pacquiao because they're the same age, they're going to be at the same skill set, and barring no fluke injury again this time out, we should see a more entertaining fight, especially considering the fact that everybody, even though money-wise, that first fight was a success, everybody considered it to be a failure. So I think they'll give the fans the money's worth in that second fight there. So I feel like that's a great matchup for us to see, especially on Fox for free. You said for free? On Fox, yeah, as long as it's yeah, if it's for free, yes. That's uh, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing I'm hearing that they're gonna be it's gonna be in Vegas and that they're gonna put it on live on Fox. That's what the rumor is at least. Talking about the fight with Broner? Yes, the fight with Broner. Now Mayweather, no, that'll be pay per view. And I'll pay to see that pay per view because like I said, they're the same age and they're primarily gonna be at the same skill set. And they know their first fight was a failure. They know they owe the fans a big fight. I, I, mean, I still have my doubts that it'll it'll be on Fox myself. Broner, you mean Pacquiao? Yeah. Well, Is that what well, you were going to say? Yeah, go ahead, Hoppy. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see. It's not a bad matchup. It's definitely interesting the fight, and if Pacquiao is already with Al Heyman, PBC, so uh, you know, I, I think I said it here before. I, I believe they keep throwing you know Broner to the Lions and stuff like that. I think you know they, they, they I don't know if they're trying to cash out or something, but you know they, they're not they're not really giving him easy fights. You know what I'm saying? He's he's he, he fought Mikey, he fought Vargas, he fought a couple of dudes. Porter, uh, you know he he's he haven't been taking like easy fights, so I gotta give him props for that. Even though he'd be coming up short, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if he thank you, Javi. If, if he fights Pacquiao, I think I think it'll be a good matchup. I will definitely have to go with the experience of the Southpaw though, because uh, when it comes to this thing, you know, Brunner has already come up short a few times, so. Definitely, he's in, he's gonna be in there with a legend like Pacquiao. It's, 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 I think I think Pacquiao will get a decision. I don't think it will knock him out. None of them are gonna knock each other out. I think it will be like a decision. I, I will I will go with Pat. Broner has an amazing chin. Uh, something a lot of people don't give him credit for. I mean, he took right. a licking from from Madonna. And uh, so that'll, I agree with you there. I don't definitely don't think uh, Bronner's going to get completely whipped and knocked out. Um, I can see a stoppage, like a late round stoppage, um, more of a, a mercy killing, so to speak. But uh, I, I definitely see Pacquiao winning this one. Um, the style clash in, in boxing is all about style. Definitely favors Pacquiao. Uh, Bronner's. Uh, target that's going to sit still for the most part doesn't really use a lot of footwork. Um, obviously, a great fighter. I mean, he has four different weight classes um, under his belt, so nobody can say he's not a matchup for a uh, Manny Pacquiao. But uh, I, for one, am still excited about the fight. I just see it being 
pretty one-sided for the most part. Um, are are you at all excited for this fight, Rob? I know you're a, a Bronner fan, or at least you used to be. Yeah, I'm very excited because do you see what y'all two just did? People, oh. people out there, critics and everything, stop saying Manny Pacquiao is old. Stop saying he's not good enough because you two right there just said that he's gonna beat down Adrian Broner, which should not even be in the same discussion at his age giving the talent level and the ceiling that Adrian Broner had and in in how young he is. So just by y'all two saying that and breaking it down makes this fight exciting and Pacquiao relevant. Now let's also mention the fact that, like uh, Javier said, Adrian Broner has been tested and they've been throwing him to the wolf, so to speak. But same as Pacquiao. Pacquiao's been tested, and they've been throwing him tough fights, and he's been competitive in every single fight. Broner, on the other hand, the only main issue that we have with Broner is is that in some of those fights, he's real dismal. And I'm talking about the fight with Mikey Garcia, where he's just in there going through the motions, not fully committed. I'm talking about the fight against Sean Porter, up to the last round where he landed the shot, but where was that the rest of the fight? So that's why you guys are calling it for a big Pacquiao victory, and I can see that happening if Broner um, quits the same way Matisse did. So that's why I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see Cunningham's going to um, motivate him. You know he's going to provide the motivation for Adrian Broner. He's going to keep it real out there with him. So yeah, it's an exciting matchup. Uh, all I'm and uh, if if, if things happen to fight and Pac-Man win, you know Big Bro is gonna talk all that shit. He's gonna talk all the shit, and he's gonna try to pick up the pieces after, and it's gonna make it more interesting if there is gonna be a rematch between Mayweather and um, Pacquiao. So I think definitely. if the fight does happen, it's definitely gonna be like. Big bro picking up the pieces once again. <laughs> I agree. I think that's, I think it's a great marketing tool. Great marketing tool. I think that's uh-huh. what they're going to be. Oh, is, definitely. Is basically showing Adrian Bronner as a lesser Floyd Mayweather. So you're okay. seeing, and everybody else is seeing, especially if they put this on Fox, like like Rob is saying, if you get the mass public to see Pacquiao beat up a a lesser form of Floyd Mayweather. That's going to get them cited, and, and the more common fans saying, wait, Pacquiao has a shot again. So maybe then they'll buy into the pay-per-view. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying, um, and it's, it's a great marketing tool. Um, the only thing is, to me, Bronner has kind of abandoned the shoulder roll, the mimicking of Mayweather he used to do. Um, and, and the only reason I think it's not really going to be that competitive of a fight um, – I think Bronner should have stayed with the, the lower weight classes as longer than, than what he did. Um, now, if you notice, he kind of demolished a lot of people until he skips weight class and goes to fight Paul Manaji. He barely skimmed by the skin of his teeth and beat Paul Manaji. Then he made the mistake of going up and fighting Marcos Maidana. He loses that pretty badly. Manuel Taylor... It was a good win. John Molina Jr., good win. But when he steps up in class, he seems to lose now at this weight class. Sean Porter, 
loss. When he go back down, he beats guys like uh, Ashley Theo Payne, uh, barely beats a Granados, and I mean barely, and then loses the guys like Garcia. So when when you're losing every time you step up, if you're expecting him to beat the top of his era, I, I, I just can't see it. Right. Anybody can say the, the style clash or, or break it down for me and try to tell me that Bronner has a good shot. I, I'm not going to buy it. I I, um, I was surprised that they threw him in there with Mikey and like, but like you said, I agree, I agree 100 percent because if if that happened, that's a definitely like a, some marketing strategic genius that whoever doing that because uh, for the hardcore boxing fans, you know, we know the story about Bronner, Mayweather, so. Uh, with the whole Maidana situation when, you know, I believe sometimes that Mayweather took the Maidana fight because he wanted to show that he, what he could, what he could do that Bronny couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so if, if that happens again, you know, we know Mayweather, like his, his ego is everything. I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to talk all that shit in and he's going to have to uh, pick up the pieces after Broner and even for a rematch, uh, at the age that they have, I think I think Mayweather will edge Pacquiao again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, Do you, uh... Hopefully, it will be more competitive, but it, it definitely the the skills uh, this year, uh, 2015, uh, 2010, Mayweather just a level of both, and, and that's it. Yeah, well, um, for go ahead. First of all, that was a, a great breakdown of Adrian Broner's record, pretty much, per se, in a nutshell there, Lucas. Appreciate that breakdown. As far as Adrian Granados goes, Adrian Granados was a day late and, as they say, a dollar short. He should have paid the judges an extra dollar in that one. He would have got the victory. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I would even say, and all these talking in this day and air about this fake, so-called fake news, I think they would even be to their advantage to kind of spruce up the odds during that fight and kind of make it look like Broner has a little bit better edge than Pacquiao because that would even make it more interesting to the to the fans that are on the fence about that fight if people or, or they, they make the media portray it as Adrian Broner is going to slightly is slightly the favorite. I think that that favors that fight and the build-up and marketing to that fight because then more people want to see if Pacquiao can overcome this. Yeah. And what is the last KO Broner got? You have to go back to 134. Yeah, yeah, back at. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was back at, back in those lower weights. Yeah. Was that was that Antonio DeMarco? His last one. I believe he he stopped Gavin Reese. DeMarco was the uh, fight before. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, everybody sees him as oh, a no, big puncher, and they. Go ahead. I, I don't think I, I don't think Broner ne- never belonged um, after one one forty. He never belonged those on on, on welterweight, junior welterweight. That was his max basically. But one thirty five. That's when he, I don't think he never carried his weight 
I mean, his power when when he moved yep. up. He probably did. Yeah, he had, it, he had the speed, the reflexes, and and the guy is talented, man. He got skills. He he he's definitely uh, uh, you know top top competitor, but. I guess you know sometimes you you get those guys you know you get those guys that have everything, but just doesn't have the discipline and, and you know we never get to see their full potential. Yeah, I mean, it's sad because I mean he was one of the more entertaining guys. Um, you know this was always who are we going to finally see beat this guy, and when oh, he did, I mean, right? Go ahead. I mean he 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 can still sell a fight. I, I think this guy could have like ten, twelve losses on his record, and he'll make it entertaining. He'll, 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 he'll do something that will uh, get us into buy into his fight. You know, he, he knows how to sell a fight. That's one thing about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he did surprisingly well against Garcia. I mean, the scorecards were actually a lot closer than what I thought it was going to be. I thought he, I thought Bronner was going to win a round. Garcia is one of the top pound for pound guys, and uh, with the way Bronner has been fighting lately, um, I was like, no, he's he's not going to come close. And and he did pick it up. You know, he he picked up his pace a little bit. He actually won some rounds, and he surprised me there. But uh, unfortunately, I wasn't surprised with the result. I mean, he's still that Adrian Bronner when push jumps to shove. Uh, he doesn't really when his back's to the wall is usually when he loses. Um, like I said, when, and that's when that step up in competition comes. Um, and he's also been known to fight down to competition at times, uh, especially at the, the weight class he is now, the 140 and the 147. Um, if he ends up does fighting Pacquiao, the weight is, is going to be a surprise to me. I'm not sure if it's going to be a catch, um, but he hasn't weighed in at 147 I believe since the Granados fight, Jesse Vargas, um, he weighed around 144. Um, then it was 140 with uh, Mikey Garcia. So I'm kind of eager to see where the Browner fight will be. Um, and honestly, the higher in weight, the worse off it is probably for Browner. But, um, Rob, do you think that's how they're going to sell the fight? I mean, are they trying to make it look like Pacquiao beating up a, a lesser version of uh, Mayweather? Well, absolutely. Um, and it's the big brother type of thing. Um, you know, big brother type of uh, scenario there as well. Uh, but that's why Broner, that's why Broner is there. Let's be honest. That's why Broner and Pacquiao talk is there to build up Mayweather, Mayweather Pacquiao too. I mean, period. Let's face it. That's really why they want Broner there. And he said that it, it's to come to that for Adrian Broner. But when you're an athlete, you got to use that as extra motivation and want to go out there and do what you're supposed to do and win that fight. So, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for a, a way better Adrian Broner than what we've seen lately. Uh, especially, like I said, I think he, he started to kind of turn it around uh, in the Jesse Vargas fight. I thought he was. Yeah. Uh, I thought he showed me some things in that fight, a uh, little bit of fight in the buildup, and 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 most importantly, uh, something I haven't seen Adrian Broner do is his ability to adjust. I think he made some adjustments in that fight against Vargas. Well, well I, 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 I certainly hope. Fight, but... 
he definitely came up short as well. You know, it's like sometimes it feels like he got the fight in the bag, but then he doesn't step it up, and then you know, like he 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 basically don't. It, when it comes to the, the the few times that he came up short, it, sometimes it looks like the other guy that he's fighting it, it wants it more. So that's why they gave uh-huh. it to the other guy, or they gave him a draw because he he feels like he doesn't have the hunger to you know push the extra mile to try to get the fight or something like that. That's why I, I exactly think, right. I, you know, I think exactly that's what's right. been happening to him. But guys, uh, don't yeah. don't we have uh, Danny Jacobs this fight uh, this weekend com- coming up fighting? We do. I was getting ready to get into that. Um, first, want to come back to to your point. Yeah, Bronner's. Um, his own worst enemy in that regard. He he doesn't let his hands go enough. His, his punch volume is is way too low usually. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on there and talk about Danny Jacobs. Um, one of which can be tied back to to PBC, like we were talking about earlier. There's very few people who have left Al Heyman. Danny Jacobs is one of them, and he signed on with DAZN. So far, so good for uh, Danny Jacobs in his career. Definitely no complaining from him. Um, he will be taking on Sergey Derevchenko. I probably butchered that all the way. Um, now, this is in New York for the vacant IBF World Middleweight title. Sergey's only 12 and 0. At 12 and 0, unless you're some um, Lomachenko, which is like a crazy gold medalist. You really think twelve and zero is is ready for this type of a fight, guys? <laughs> well, uh, Danny Jacobs. One one thing about Danny Jacobs, and I mean he proved it in his last fight out, with especially with the type of guys that he's facing twelve and zero that are unheard of. The last guy that he fought was really an unknown fighter. These guys are going to come to fight. And they're going to come to win a fight because Jacobs has that name. So they're going to bring all they have. And it's hard to tell exactly, like I said earlier, it's hard to tell exactly what they have when when you're unable to see much on tape, when you're unable to see much of anything that they've been able to do against the contender. So these these type of fighters are the type of fights that do produce a lot of a lot of drama and stress for a guy like Danny Jacobs. Because you don't know what you're facing. Literally, you don't know what you're facing, especially at 12 and up. So, yeah, I think he's a threat. Um, I definitely think he's a threat to a guy like Danny Jacobs because, to me, Jacobs hasn't has proven that he's at an elite level, but he hasn't shown that he's a, a bona fide star to me. I mean, you, you guys might disagree. You feel like he's one of the best fighters out there in the division, and he is. But to me, he's not that star quality of a fighter yet. I haven't seen it. And and so, yeah, I think that this guy 12-0 produces a big threat to Danny Jacobs because, because of that. Uh, star quality is... Still a question. I mean, after the Golovkin fight, I think that brought him a lot of fans. He um, picked up a lot of uh, fan base there. But I believe that everybody wants to see him in another big fight um, and, and would like to see him. But is he like the A-side in a lot of the the upper-type talks? No. 
no, he's, he's going to be a B-side in most of that. Um, however, now I do want to say this, though, at things, before, before sure though, that fight, it, this fight is, um, you're right, he is signed to Eddie Hearn, but this is an HBO fight. Um, this was on his contract when he signed with Eddie Hearns. They signed for HBO. So this fight will be televised on HBO on Saturday. Sorry. Oh, that's right. This is the last HBO fight, isn't it? I yeah. apologize. Uh, DAZN got him, but I guess their rights don't start right away. So think, he I will think, uh, finish. I, I think this will, yeah, this will be the last part of his contract with HBO because they had like a three deal fight or something with Danny Jacobs and Eddie Hearn. So right. uh, and I think we also have uh Heather the Heat Hardy from New York fighting That's Eddie my Goes. baby. Oh man <laughs> Oh wait, not Heather Hardy, not Heather Hardy. I'm sorry, I was saying I'm thinking of the <laughs> other chick. That's, no, scratch that. That's that's uh Jewel. that's uh that's Jewel from Brooklyn. Yeah. That's Jewel's girl right Amanda. there. It's Heather Hardy. Uh, well, yeah, guys. So uh, we have a night of boxing here in. Was it? Is it in Barclay that we that they do in the event? Uh, it's in New York. I, I believe it is in Barclay Center. Um, not a hundred percent sure. Though. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you here in a minute. Just Most add likely, it up. but um, uh, Danny, Danny Jacobs uh, is, is from Brooklyn. But it makes sense. But uh, but there's yeah, also a uh, another title on the line that night too. Um, besides the vacant W.O. women's featherweight title of Heather Hardy taking on Shelly Vincent, and then there's Alberto Machado taking on Yandale Evans for uh, Machado's W.A. W.B.A. regular junior lightweight title. So there's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be three title fights to send HBO off. Three title fights to put the final nail in the coffin of HBO boxing. Um, proper send-off. Well, they have one more Not fight the, after that. I thought this was the last one. No, they have Baval. Um, Baval last uh, fight, pretty much. Baval, Pascal after that, November 26th. Oh, I thought I thought I thought my, I thought this one was the last one, but okay, I guess so. This is sad, man. This is sad that we we have to talk about the last of the last of of one of the right. giant networks that we grew up watching boxing in. You know. Yep, I can I can only hope certain things though. Um, and one thing we didn't really touch on with the the signing of uh, these sports, uh, these boxing apps that they got now is this is possibly the end of, of pay-per-view, which could also be a good thing <laughs> for the sport. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're talking about moving um, Terrence Crawford up to a pay-per-view starting next year. Um, so he'll be, he'll be going that route next. You have uh, pretty much period. Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder will be the huge, the next biggest pay-per-view to threaten the record um, when that one finally decides to to 
when let's just say when Ash Juice signs on the dotted line. But I mean that that's a select few. Um, they look at Canelo. I mean he was pay per view, but I think they realized like man he has to be in a top level fight against a guy like Golovkin or you know something of that upper echelon type fight. Because if not, you're not going to get people to buy into it. They're not going to be – after this fight that they have, after that pay-per-view, that one or two, there's not really a lot of fights left on the table for people to do a pay-per-view with. Because one superstar, like it used to be, mm-hmm. won't sell it. Pacquiao had that mm-hmm. kind of popularity that he could go up against a guy like Joshua Claudi. And still sell the hell out of it? Not anymore. They're not guys that will sell it. Not Canelo, and they realize that. And they put him on something to allow more people to see him. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that company, Dazan, they come out with their own pay-per-view. Because, you know, I mean, if you're paying $10 a month, that's kind of like a subscription to one of those channels, like those premium channels. Showtime, HBO, and then here yeah, there, you know, for main fighters, you, you, you pay your pay-per-view. You hold it for 24, 48 hours, whatever they want to give you. Well, that's kind that. of like the opposite of what they're selling, though, because they're selling um, that this is basically no more pay-per-view for at least DAZ, and you're paying that. So you're mm-hmm. paying for pay-per-view fights, you're paying for Everything you can do on demand fights, that's basically what they're saying, right? Uh, but just to put it in perspective, the last Canelo Triple G fight sold for $85 on pay per view. That's nine months of DAVN, nine months of not just Canelo fighting, but everybody else. So I, I, I feel what Javi is saying. I I can definitely see them kind of throwing in 30 35 bucks at you to, to see a top-caliber Can- Canelo fight. I mean, I, I can see that. But, Lucas, you have a point, too, though. They're advertising it as no more pay-per-view. So look, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, that'll I'll be messed up if they... If they're saying, hey, $10, that's be like HBO all of a sudden being like, well, I guess they did, so that's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I see what, I see what you're I see what you're selling there, Javi. I see it. I'd be messed up <laughs> if they do that. Real messed up. Um, so hopefully hey, that is man. not a thing. But. I learned one thing, that you, you can't really believe in politics or businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up, Rob, Guy, or Javi. Either you got anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, I just wanted to um, share with you guys that, you know, it, it's it's kind of sad that we had to talk about HBO. Uh, is this the last one? Oh, no, next month is the last one. Uh, talking about these new streaming apps. Uh, it was shocking as well to see Pacquiao sign with PVC and Al Heyman. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, you know, all these things that are going on with boxing right now is is 
it just pretty much times are changing. I, I'm not a fan of the streaming apps and all of that, but now that you guys put it like, hey, you know, uh, you're paying $80 for a pay-per-view and that thing is like $10 and you don't have to pay pay-per-view, you got eight months of free boxing, you know. So And they have some solid fights. Plus the WBS uh, championship that you got the other the lightweight, uh, I think it's Pro Grace fighting on that one too. Uh, the Japanese guy that's making noise, Inoue. You have all those guys, and I think they have it on the zone too. So, guys, they got me. They got me ready to buy. They got me ready to get the free trial and, and take it from there. <laughs> but uh, well, I just want to close it down. You know, wish you guys have a good night and uh, don't start no fights. If you do. Win. <laughs> Thank you, Javi, for bringing that up. I just want to say, DAZN, I'm a little pissed off at you. My free subscription got canceled today on the day. So I'm a little pissed off on y'all. I need y'all to give me another seven-day trial because I'm not sold yet. <laughs> All right, to end things on a higher note, I don't know if I've shared this with uh, the rest of my team, so everybody may be hearing it for the first time. Um, we will be, and we've aired live fights before. Obviously, if you follow us on Facebook, um, you may have seen um, some of our exclusive footage of fights. Um, but we will be in the Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, Indiana on November 10th. We will be giving out shirts, and we will be airing our own uh, live feed of the fights, commentary, all of the above. All right. So if you. If you haven't already, definitely follow us on Facebook and Twitter so we can send you the notifications for when that's ready, when the live event is set to air. Um, but for Javier and Rob, great episode of Tough Talk, and uh, join us again next week. All right, guys. Enjoy yourself now. All right, guys.